All right, welcome back. Uh, it's been a little bit here. This is uh, my last recording. So I just want to give an update. Uh, finally, I had surgery, so I've been out for a little bit. I had surgery on my right shoulder and uh, trying to get back to health. Back to 100% rather. Um, so I finally made I finally got to see my children for the first time on October 24th. And man, what an experience. I'm not quite sure if this podcast will explain that raw emotion, that raw feeling that I had seen them children for the first time in about 11 months. I don't know if you've ever seen... uh, a movie with a prison visit or a uh, a jail visit. That's exactly how it's designed. You're not allowed for pictures. You're not allowed to take pictures. You're not allowed any electronic devices. You can't bring food. Uh, no, nothing to drink for them. Blah blah blah. You have to be searched going in, and it's uh, it's heart wrenching. I've never, <laughs> I've never had. Uh, Department of Children and Families uh, take my children from me, but I'm being treated as such, and it's uh, it's fucking awful. It's awful. It's the the most painful thing a man can go through. Having somebody sit to your right fucking side. And listen to every goddamn fucking word that you say to your own children. And knowing damn well you didn't do anything to them. I sit here with tears rolling down my face. Because an injustice was committed against me. Yes, I played a role in things that have happened. But there was no right, not one single right, that that judge had to take my children from me. I never threatened them. I never hurt them. I never did a damn. And if you don't believe me, you can look it up online. If you you want to, I will send you the copy of the entire report. And nowhere does it mention that I ever hurt my children or ever threatened my children or that I'm ever harmed to my children. <laughs> But anyway, when they walked in, I didn't even recognize them. I sat, I turned, I looked at them, didn't even notice. It was them. And until they came to the table I was sitting at, I realized my sons are growing up. 
My oldest son looked like a grown man. He looked handsome. So handsome. And to be a, a father that's proud that can't say that and can't see him on a daily basis and tell him that is 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 a kick in the balls. My little man, boy. Reminds me like me. It's scary. They had grown up haircuts, man. They look so good. If I could just have a picture. And look at those boys every day. My life would be a little bit easier. I'm not begging for... For any nonsense, I mean, I'm responsible for this situation I put myself in. But damn it, my kids should never be in this situation. Yes, I made a bad decision. Yep, I'm not going away from that. But my children have nothing to do with that bad decision that I made. It didn't affect them. And I've had them ripped out of my hands and... and and been chased by the law for for damn near 11 months. But that visit was, it was short. It was two hours. That's all I get is two hours of fucking every other weekend with my children. Even though the court order says weekly. I'm still being punished by this bullshit. But for the first five minutes, having to watch my children be in pain and cry in front of me and not be able to explain to them anything about what's going on is awful. For the people that listen to this, if anybody even listens to this, they know how I am with my my sons. God damn it, I feel like like I've done something horrendous where where my children can never even spend time with their father. And it was almost like I wish that this this interaction never took place, even though yes, I know they needed it. Yes, I know this, but it's too hard. It was hard for everybody. And I just had the last visit last weekend on Sunday with them. And it was easier. But at the end of the visit, I told my son, I, I won't see you till, you, till, till your birthday. But I can't explain to him why. Because I'm not allowed to. Because that person that's sitting to my right doesn't allow me any type of freedom with my own children. <laughs> And it's, it's, it's awful. I know I keep using that word, but I, I'm, 
I'm not going to keep beating myself up about this, but yeah. the visit was well. The second one, at least. We're allowed to play sports or whatever. Uh, and it's uh, it's just not long enough. I, I deserve more time with my sons than, than two hours every other week. It's um I don't even know where to begin. But they seem to be doing okay. And that uh I was important. But I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm looking at going to prison for almost two years. But I'm ready. I can't, uh, can't continue on like this. That's hard. It's hard being by yourself every single day of my life. Knowing that I have this over my head. I want a deal made. I, I want something to be done. I, I want anything to transpire so I can carry on with my life. My sons deserve better than what they're getting. My wife deserves better than what she's getting. And... uh I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm okay with it. I will I will save my son from doing something that will affect him for the rest of his life. I have one opportunity to get in veterans court, whether I do or not. That's only God knows what's going to happen with that. And if I don't get in that uh, program... Um, more than likely, I'll be going to prison. And uh, at 42 years old, that's uh, that's a hard pill to swallow. But I'm not going to shy away from what what transpired and what what took place. What I did. And. But I will not allow my son to to have to. Go on a a stand and testify against me. I won't. I won't do that. He's the prosecution's number one witness. And I won't allow that to happen.
So I started this podcast just to to get the thoughts out of my head, and maybe I should have continued them because I'm hurting right now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna try to hide it anymore. I'm dying inside. I just, I, I can't. Uh, I can't be like this much longer. There was a lot of shit in my life. But by God, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with in my life. Alone. All these people that proclaim to be our friends, they all disappear pretty fucking quick. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It hurts. But it's it's a it's a good eye opener. It's a very good eye opener that uh God sheds light on those people. Because they're not truly who you're, who you think they are. So pick your friends wisely. The only one person, two people that have been constant in my life, three actually, is my daughter who's 19. My friend that I've had since second grade and my mother. That's it. It's the constant people in my life. The others, they come and go. And my friend down in Miami, actually, he's pretty good checking on me all the time. So. But I'm not throwing my shit on somebody else. I'm going to handle this shit like a man. I'm just going to deal with it. However it fucking plays out, I don't care. It don't matter to me. But I need my sons to know how much I love them, how much I care about them. And not a day goes by that I don't think about those two boys. Not a day goes by that I don't think about them. And the actions that she chose has just fucked me. Did I deserve it? Hell no. Did I deserve being kicked out? Yes. Did I deserve having the kids taken away from me? Hell no. She knows that. My er, er, There's not one person that don't know that. Was I in a bad place? Yes. But I never, ever put my kids in danger, period. Never. The truth will come out. And it may happen soon. I don't know. But I know damn well what I did never constituted stalking. I told my son I loved him. I went to his soccer to tell him I loved him. That's what I did. That's not stalking. I rang the doorbell. When I found out her father was dying and told her she's not alone. 
If she wanted to talk, I was here, call me. And I walked away. That's what I did. It's on camera. It's not a secret. But does a person that does that, do they deserve two and a half years in prison? Obviously, to the state of Florida, they they believe that. I'll leave it up for the court to decide. So on this Veterans Day, I salute my fellow veterans. So probably my last podcast, unless I feel like doing another one. I just... uh, I'm not feeling it anymore. I uh, struggling. Maybe I should reach out to people. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. But, uh, I don't want to do this shit no more. Yeah, I can pick myself back up. I'm tired. It's been the longest year of my life. I'm very tired. Mentally, beat you the fuck down. They beat you down. Big time. And I can't, uh, I can't do it no more. I thought I could keep fighting. I'm trying. The fight's exhausting. You know how bad it is to. To go to court almost every fucking month is exhausting. But I just want, I want it to all go away. I want it to end. So I may have to. Take this and just go. To the people that have listened, thank you. I appreciate it. But most importantly, I I, I just can't uh, stress enough of how important my sons are to me and my daughters. I love you. I love you a lot. And uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I couldn't be the father. 
that you wanted me to be, or you dreamed of, or hoped for. I have demons on battling motherfuckers every day. And I hope that you don't never feel these demons or see them or understand how much they just fucking tear you up. Olivia, I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Everything that you've done, everything you've become. Everything that you're going to be me. And I know I give you a hard time about Dre, but I told you as long as he makes you happy, I'm okay with that. You'll always be my princess. Always. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I could never be there for you when you need me the most. Because I was selfish. I'm very sorry. I love you more than you love him. Antonio. Man, you're fucking amazing. Such a strong boy. And... Uh, proud of you, son. You're, uh, you're really fucking tall. <laughs> and uh, I hope you take care of your mother and your brother, okay? Just like I've asked you to do your whole life. Your whole life I've asked you to do that. I've kind of prepared you for that. You know how proud I was when you told me you were doing the dishes, man? I know I couldn't ask you too many questions about what's going on at home, but you're doing you're doing right. I love you, man. Anderson. Boy, I don't know about you though. You are me times five, man, but you are an amazing young man. That little swagger you got, bro, is fucking stupid. <laughs> You're, uh... Man, you make my heart warm every time I see both of you. You're a fighter. You've always been a fighter. But just know that I'm proud of you and I love you. And don't ever stop fighting. Watching you these last two weekends, man, was... It was something else. Both of you. Made me realize how much I miss being a part of your lives every day. I see your pain. I, I feel it. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to experience this. I'm sorry you had to 
go through this this year. This year was hard enough. You've lost your grandfather and your, and your grandmother, and then you lose me. And I'm sorry. You two are amazing. All three of you, actually. And Rob and I hope one day you can hear this as well. October 25th is when all my whole life started to go downhill. And uh, it's the last time I've seen you, Bean. I hope you're doing good. I love you so much. Just uh, be strong and go take care of your brothers. Because I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I can't fight no more. I can't. I know there's a person in New York that keeps telling me stop saying that word, but I just, I don't have an enemy, man. I'm tired. I've had everything sucked out of my life, taken away from me over and over and over again. And I got more shit hanging over my head and hanging over my head. It's just gone on for too long. I can't, I can't fight no more. And I know that disappoints you, and I'm sorry. One day we might be able to meet again. I love you. I love all of you. Until we meet again.